everybody. My name is Nate from the California Convention Conventions blog along with my friend Ryan. Hello everyone. Um, and we're here with Miss Erica Mendez. Hi. Voice actor of many notable animes including Aladdin from Magi, Ryuko from Kill la Kill, and just recently announced um, Suruko from Anohana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Alright, so first question I want to do and I always ask uh, everybody, uh, every voice actor that I always ask mm -hmm. is that well, you started off pretty new, actually, like recently, around three, four years yeah. ago. So, how did it all actually start for you? Like, uh, what made you want you to be a voice actor? Oh, I I love cartoons, and you know, I got into anime in my teen years, which is I think just a great form of storytelling. And mm -hmm. uh, I always loved video games, so it just kind of like felt natural at a certain point when you kind of realize that these characters have voices and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's something I looked into and. And uh, I uh, couldn't do stage acting because I had really bad stage fright and wouldn't allow myself to like break free from that until like a little bit later. Mm -hmm. So I decided to, you know, record my voice and submit it online to people. And you know, I, d I did that for a while just for fun. And eventually, I. Uh, I started dating a voice actor from New York <laughs> and uh, followed him to California because uh -huh. I have a bachelor's in arts and animation. Oh. So I was like, well, if I go to California, like I could find a job in animation out there. That's probably the prime place to be. So we moved out there together and um, he started working and I was content just watching him. But because I had like a little bit of experience with the voiceover and I had a lot of friends out there that were getting their foot mm -hmm. in their feet in the industry, I uh, they would send me auditions every once in a while. and. First year, I didn't really get anything, but uh, you know, I started getting a little bit closer each time. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to take classes with Tony Oliver, who's a very big name in the industry. Um, if you don't know him, he's Lupin the Third. He's uh, Naruto's dad in Naruto and, and Okiura and Bleach and stuff like that. And an absolutely amazing teacher. And uh, he liked me enough that after my second time of taking the, the, the workout class that he had been doing, he recommended me to Bang Zoom Studios, who they're the studio I do most of my work with. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just kind of, at a certain point, it just kind of clicked and I started working a lot. A lot yeah, yeah, I can't really explain exactly. <laughs> it was just a lot of being um, in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and speaking of like voicing up a lot, um, I look. I look more into your roles coming up, including like Mob Psycho 100, oh, yeah. Erased. Um, that's actually like two back-to-back -back animes, like that aired at the same time. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, how do you actually handle that? How do you actually handle that? Um, did they air in Japan at the same time? It aired. No, it aired. Mob Psycho already aired uh, summer of 2016, and Erased was winter of 2016 last oh. year. So I feel like. I want to say we were done recording Erased by the time I had worked on Mob Psycho, and it's a little bit of a different thing because I was uh, I wasn't a main character in, in Erased, but I was a major supporting character. Mm -hmm. So you know Kenya, who I played, came back a lot, uh, so I'd be in every so often. But it's also a short series, so it wasn't like it took you know months to mm -hmm. record. It took a few months because we take breaks, but. Mm -hmm. I was never in for more than maybe two hours at a time when they'd call me in. Mm -hmm. But then for Mob Psycho, I played Incidentals. Uh, I played a character named Chihiro, uh, who was in like the th second episode, I believe. And she didn't have very many lines, so they'd have me do like smaller parts here and there. But it was really quick. I was in for like two hours for that show total, and then 
just kind of that was the end of it for okay. me. All right. Yeah. So even though it was like stacked up from like one season to the next season, you still were able to actually handle the situation. Yeah, I think the acting. thing uh, the thing people don't see as as fans um, is that shows may air at the same time or come out at the same time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we worked on them at the mm -hmm. same time. Like I think the turnaround for Mob Psycho was actually pretty quick. Because mm -hmm. I remember I'd recorded it maybe a week or two before. Because um, that was when it's it's technically it was recorded in L.A., but it was uh, promoted by Funim like it's on Funimation's channel. Mm -hmm. So we did a broadcast of style, I guess yeah. technically. Okay, the Simon's cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, mm -hmm. we. Uh, oh yeah, because it wasn't a technical broadcast dub, but it was a simul mm -hmm. cast. That's the one. All right. But yeah. Um, so from Aladdin, you know the, the first one that you started probably mm -hmm. as anime to Ryuko. Because yeah. that's actually kind of weird how from a very fun, you yeah. know, little character mm -hmm. all the way to a very tough girl who's like ready to avenge her father. Yeah, yeah. Um, how much of a change was that for you when these two voice acting roles occurred? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely a bit of a, a bit of a difference there. Um, as you said, Aladdin's like very happy, but he, he does have his dark moments. And that's, I think what I like about him is he's very well-rounded. Mm -hmm. You know, he knows when to be like silly and, and, and happy and like knows when to make friends. But then when, you know, stuff goes down, he knows how to get serious and he knows how to like stand his ground and, and all that good stuff. And, uh, it's just a, a very, very fun character to play because of all those, those twists and turns. Whereas mm -hmm. Ryuko is, She's doing her voice is kind of like a glorified boy voice for yeah. me because I, I play a lot of young boys, mm -hmm. um, so it just at a certain point became a little natural for me. But because she's a lot uh, more aggressive and loud than I am, it was a bit of more of a jump I think than uh, Aladdin was as far as like getting into the character. Mm -hmm. So I really had to like work and, and buckle down to to kind of channel her a little bit, and even still like. It was Ruko is a type of character to where you know uh, you couldn't like take that attitude home with you because obviously if I walked around acting like Ryuko, I think people would hate me. You know? <laughs> she's, she's a bit of a punk sometimes. She's, no, she's a punk. She's I a think, punk for sure. Yeah. Um, she has a caring heart, though. Yeah, yeah, she does. She knows she knows what's what's right. I think she mm -hmm. can tell right from wrong. Whether or not she actually like follows that when it's necessary is uh, <laughs> is up in the air, but. <laughs> But yeah, luckily I think we didn't work on those shows at the same time, so mm -hmm. it was it wasn't like, you know, I had to like switch between one or the other, but at the the, the similar times. But yeah. Okay. All right, um, Ryan, you like to ask some questions for her? Sure thing. Um, we'd like to congratulate us at CCB or at least the California Conventions Blogs. We'd like to congratulate you or at least the uh, team at um, Anyplex for the Ordinal Scale release that's coming out. The dub, at least, is coming out this upcoming uh, yeah. week. Um, by chance, were you excited to see Yuki return, even if it was just for a brief moment? I actually haven't seen the movie yet. I know what happened, so it's not a spoiler for me. But, uh, but yeah, I heard about it, and it's super exciting. I'm glad that they did something for her, because she's such a pivotal character in, in just those six episodes. So it was nice that they kind of brought that back in the way that they did. And yeah, I just, I'm sad that I didn't get to record anything for it because she doesn't say anything. But <laughs> it, it's nice that, that they at least show part of her. And I heard every time I hear about people who have seen the movie, they just tell me how big of a pop the crowd gives and like how emotional people get after seeing that. So it's nice that a character that wasn't around for that long necessarily impacted people so much to where they, they still care about her and, and that it impacted them a lot. Mm. 
<clears throat> also, speaking on uh, SAO, um, on the second season, uh, do you feel like Yuki and um, Asuna really have that kind of a sisterly bond as well? Do you kind of see that between you and Shermie in or out of the booth? Um, I, I don't know Shermie that well, but she, I think she's a very lovely person the three times we have. We mostly meet at conventions. Like, I don't, like, she's not one of the people I go out and hang out with. Although, you know, it, I wouldn't mind. We just have different lives, you know, so it's it's hard to meet up with certain people because we all have different schedules as actors. But I think she's an absolutely lovely person and she makes an amazing asana and I'm proud that I got to uh, go on that journey with her, if not directly, because we don't record at the same time, but, but it's just been nice like seeing the reactions to people and how well they think that we do harmonize as those characters. Alright, uh, last question for SAO too. Um, at all, what you said, and, uh, this is kind of a spoiler warning, so for those who haven't seen the end of SEO 2, turn away for the next few minutes or just go <laughs> to the next question. But uh, were you at all said that the, uh, if you knowing the events at, during the start of the process of the big of recording, did you, were you sad to see Yuki go away so early on, or at least uh, wish she had a little bit more to record for her? Um, I feel like if it had gone on any longer, the impact of her character wouldn't have necessarily been the same. Um, so the the fact that you, like I was kind of saying, the fact that you only have a short time to kind of get to know her, um, even if it's like you don't necessarily start to like her until maybe halfway through that arc, it, it hits you a lot harder um, because you realize, like, at least in my opinion, how great of a character she is. And uh, you want to see her survive and you want to see her continue on. And, and like, she, the way that she's set up is that she kind of, what I really like about her is that she brings that backbone back to Asuna, like the Asuna that we knew from the first season of Sword Art Online, and and I love that about her. Because Asuna was my favorite character, I think, mm. in that show, until about the fairy dance arc. And then I was like, oh, she's not as cool as she used to be. Like, she really relies on Kirito a lot more, and, and that kind of sucks. But, but Asuna really brought that, what I loved about Asuna. Uh, Yuki brought back what I loved about Asuna from that first season, so I love her for that, and then just the fact that she's just such a strong character in general. Hmm. Uh, recently you were casted as uh, Eleanor from Tales of Asteria. How is it like to work on such a legendary project, or at least a legendary series, such as the Tales of series? Oh, it's amazing. Tales, the Tales franchise is, is one of my favorite video game franchises uh, ever, so being a part of that legacy and being a part of, in my opinion, <laughs> my biased opinion, what is uh, probably my favorite and best uh, Tales game since Abyss, which is, or not, it's not the, Abyss is really good, but uh, <laughs> I, and it's one of my favorite games, but I, I've tried playing some of the other Tales games and they didn't capture me quite as hard as Abyss did, but Bizaria is the first one in a while to where I've been like, yeah, this one, it's back to where, you know, when I really loved it. So it's, it's an honor being a part of, you know, this amazing storyline and this amazing cast of characters and I hope we get an anime like that <laughs> it'd be really cool if like it got its own anime because I'd love to revisit the world well I mean Viseria did I mean I can imagine Viseria would be a great format yeah. for an anime yeah um we know that you play Ryoko Matoi from Kill a Kill um at any time or point in the booth do you per ever per se lose your way <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the time honestly uh me and the me and the cast kind of found out afterwards at panels uh because a lot of us met for the first time at conventions, 
Uh, so we'll do all these panels together and, and we'd find out that, you know, like Carrie Carrington always talks about how she thought within the first few sessions she was going to lose her job. Like she, she was so scared about the security of it because she felt like she wasn't understanding the character and all that. And then we ended up realizing that we all felt the same way because it was just such a big show and Anaplex wanted to take such good care of it. So we all wanted to do it, you know, justice. But at the same time, you know, the entire time we're just in our heads the entire the entire process and we're um worrying more about you know about stuff like that rather than actually uh performing i feel this is i'm not like totally getting myself across but mm. we're, we're just worried more about you know doing it right so that we don't lose our jobs necessarily when we're we probably don't have anything to worry about because obviously if they wanted to recast us they would have but they kept us going, and, and I think we all we all really grew with the characters and ended up making them our own. Hmm. Uh, lastly, on Kill a Kill, um, how was it uh, that either Anaplex of America or Studio Trigger approached you to do the role of Ryoko Matoi? Um, I auditioned like everybody else, I believe, did. I auditioned for Ryuko and Nonon, and I was actually originally cast as Maturo, uh, Mako's hmm. little brother. But I went in to record for that character, and I guess they hadn't cast Ryuko yet. So they decided to let me re-audition on the spot, uh, just to kind of see like how it worked out. And we started with the end of the first episode uh, first, and then the next thing I knew, we were at the beginning of the episode. So I was like, okay, well, I guess this is, this is a thing that's happening, and I am now Ryuko. And we just kept going, and... and Recorded throughout the whole series, and I was like, okay, well, that, that happened. That was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, one more question I have for you. Um, you play the Hunter x Hunter Ever's charismatic uh, Gone Freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever feel like you pick up on any of his characteristics or maybe any of his traits at all in or out of the booth? <laughs> um, I, I feel like his happiness is definitely infectious. So when I do like a really sweet you know, moment between him and, and any of his teammates, it makes me feel good. And I, you know, I feel a lot better about the day and, and it's kind of like that nothing can bring me down kind of moment. So, uh, luckily I don't bring any of his, uh, <laughs> more of his, his bad moments out, but it's really hard cause he goes through like a lot of like weird stuff, especially surrounding Hisuka <laughs> when Hisuka <laughs> comes in on the scene. So, uh, but I try to just draw from his positivity more than anything. Mm-hmm. All right, I got some more questions. Uh, let's do, let's go back to voice acting in general. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to voice a character you haven't voiced before, who would you choose? Ooh, that is a tough question. You yeah, it think is. About it. There's so many <laughs> great characters. Um, I mean, I feel like this is probably like a default answer for everybody, but Cowboy Bebop was like, yes. of course, a classic series. Such a great um, series. And I love the dub. The dub is an amazing dub. But if like it were being done now as opposed to back then. Uh, I think Ed is a really great character, so <laughs> yeah. I'd love a shot at Ed. I think. Oh yeah, Ed is a very fun character. Yeah. It's like as silly as yeah. uh, I'll, that's my. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah. say. <laughs> okay, now I also did notice that you also did voice as an idol girl yeah. for Love Life School mm-hmm. Idol Festival, and we actually all have our own opinions about certain girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody does. But mine is Nico Yazawa. Oh, so really? yeah, what Aww. is so? How does it feel voicing uh, Nico Yazawa? Oh, it's amazing. She's actually my third favorite girl. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. well, so what is your first then? My first is Kotori. Oh, so 
so and then Maki. So actually, Aww. the thing about Nico is, uh, I played the mobile game first. So like a lot of what you experience with her is her going Nico 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 like every every second <laughs> yeah. that she powers you up. So. Yeah. Um, that always like kind of annoyed the catchphrase annoyed me at first oh. <laughs> before I got cast. But having Sorry. actually seen the anime uh, after you know getting cast, I decided to watch it because I was like, I should probably watch this because I really love the music in the game. So yeah. it's only natural for me to you know dive deep deeper into Idle Hell. So <laughs> I, did. I did, and it was uh, it's it's still happening. It's still a trip for me. Um, but yeah, I really learned to love Nico's character because. In the game, you don't get to see like her her peaks and valleys of her personality, and there's just so much more to her than that bratty girl who is a little bit uh, a little bit crazy sometimes with her whole idol obsession. Yeah. But I kind of realized like how similar we are in the fact that we both love school idols. So mm. it just kind of felt natural that she jumped up from from being like sort of a bottom tier girl to oh. like uh, my third favorite. That's good. So yeah, That's yeah. Good. I really I I mean I love all the girls, honestly. Like uh -huh. there isn't one that I hate, but I, yeah. But yeah, Nico, this is really something special about Nico. Lover or hater, <laughs> like you have to admit there's just something about her. Uh -huh. uh, following up on that question, one of our readers asked like, um, how do you counter upon people saying like Nico is not best girl? <laughs> oh, I mean I get it, because everybody has like those personalities that they're attached to. So I don't take offense to it, um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I just let people have their opinions, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, let me just ask one more question, then. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I also noticed that you also did voice Sailor Uranus, mm -hmm. and she actually had a significant role in Sailor Moon, actually breaking barriers, becoming like oh, the yeah. first lesbian with Net Sailor Neptune. Yeah. Um, how does it feel voicing uh, a character like her? Like I think a very, very manly girl. Like yeah, I think it's, she's the deepest voice I've ever done, even compared to Ryuko, surprisingly. Um, but she's also it's also different, even if people think that they sound similar, because Haruka is, like, such a cool character. Like, she doesn't let, you know, things get to her quite as often as maybe, say, Ryuko does. Um, and she, she knows, like, where she stands, so it's, it's really cool playing a character that I feel like is completely the opposite of me in that aspect. And uh, just, yeah, being such an iconic character for the sense that she, you know, has a different orientation. And the fact that we're able to, like, show that relationship in this new dub, I think, is really amazing. Because it's the right time for it. And I think that representation needs to be shown in media. Mm -hmm. And I've yeah. had so many people who come up to me and, like... Uh, thank me, even though it's not like my necessarily yeah. my doing, but just you know, uh, for being for being Hanukkah and bringing that aspect of, to her back. Mm -hmm. I think it's Definitely, really, yeah. All right, well, I mean, uh, we just got, uh, we're running out of time right now, so I want okay. you to have your time as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, but thank you very much, yeah, Ms. Mendes, you. for our interview. Thanks. And um, yeah, I would say thank you very much. <laughs> Pretty much like everyone here at California Convention is going to thank you, our fans, our readers. Um, primarily, we thank you for having time to come out to SoccerCon mm -hmm. 2017. And for everyone here at California Conventions Blog, this is Ryan. This is Nate. And, and Matthew. And we're signing out. All right, thank you so much. Thank Mendes. you. Thank you.